Employment Roundtable podcast is produced by the Gable Gottwalls Law Firm. The Employment Roundtable is provided for educational and informational purposes only and does not contain legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. The information provided should not be taken as an indication of future legal results. Any information provided should not be acted upon without consulting legal counsel. Welcome to the Employment Roundtable, where we provide you with the perspectives and information you need to make wise employment decisions for your employees and your organizations. I'm your host, Talitha Ebright, and today we're talking with my Gable Gottwalls partners, Ellen Adams and Paula Williams, about the third of a four-part absenteeism series titled, Where Is Everybody? This episode looks at how to enforce expectations and the risks of ignoring your policy. Paula, how can employers leverage data to understand the scope of compliance or non-compliance with attendance policies and the impact of attendance on productivity? That's a great question, Talitha. And when we're talking about data, it's going to come from documents. So good data is not your manager's memory of how often this employee is late. (laughs) It's not good data. And if you have to get a lawyer involved down the road, that's not the kind of data they want. They want documents. And so um, when you have that documentation and you have that data to track, then when your manager comes and says, you know, this employee is always taking a sick day, the day before a holiday or the day after, and I'm sick of it, then you can look and say, well, how often has that happened this year? And you can say, you know, that's actually only happened once, or you know what, that is happening. And then you can consider whether to have a conversation with that employee and whether your sick leave policy has been abused and whether you need to, um, you know, have a conversation with the employee about, um, about use of that sick leave. If the employee, uh, needs uh, needs sick leave during a week when they were uh, they asked for uh, vacation time and they were denied. And then all of a sudden they need a week of sick leave. Then you have a documentation that they asked for leave during that week and they were denied. Um, and then magically they were ill. Now, could that happen? Sure. But it necessitates a follow-up conversation. But but you don't have that good data to support the follow-up conversation. And with most workplaces and, you know, absences and the number of employees, that's hard to remember. Memories are, are uh, fickle creatures. But if HR is asked to come in and support a disciplinary action, they need to be able to tell um, were there early departures, were there late arrivals, is the PTO or sick leave policy being abused? And here's how we know. Thanks very much, Paula. Um, so Ellen, you know, in terms of enforcing these policies, we know that training is an important predicate. What are the critical features that trainings should include with respect to this issue? Sure. So when we talk about training um, around absenteeism policies, we're really talking about training for supervisors and managers. And the reason we recommend training is that often when we're hearing employees say, I need the day off, or I can't come in, or I have to leave early, or I'm going to be out, uh, they're saying things that could trigger legal obligations on behalf of the employer. 
And if the managers and supervisors aren't trained to know what to listen for, they are uh, potentially jeopardizing the employer just by not recognizing that what an employee is saying is potentially going to be a request for an accommodation based on a mental or physical impairment, or they're going to be talking about an FMLA qualifying reason for leave. Um, And if managers and supervisors don't know what to listen for, those things can easily get missed, never get brought to the attention of HR. And then unfortunately, there's a potential claim at issue simply because the employee didn't report to HR that these issues were going on. Instead, just had a conversation with a supervisor manager, relied on whatever the supervisor manager said, which could have just been a simple, no, I need you to be here without a lot of uh, follow-up and additional communication. And that can just create unnecessary problems for, for employers. That is super, super helpful and important to understand, uh, Ellen. Thank you. Um, so my children, as you know, are now adults, but when they were much younger, I had uh, an unfortunate habit of setting rules, but failing to really be consistent <laughs> with enforcing those rules. Uh, and I'll tell you, that came home to roost later, um, but they're they're lovely. You know, it's important to be consistent. So Ellen, why is it so important that employers commit to consistent enforcement of the policies that they take so much time to create? Sure. Um, also, as a parent, learning how important consistency is. Uh, my husband is much better at it than I am, um, but I'm, I'm trying. So hopefully someday I'll get there. But uh, as an employer, it's really critical to be consistent, primarily because if you're inconsistent, it creates the possibility that an employee can say, you were inconsistent and disciplined me when you didn't discipline my colleague because I fall into a protected class. And a protected class uh, provides that employee with the ability to say, you are discriminating against me in violation of Title VII or the ADA or the ADEA or the Oklahoma Anti-Discrimination Act. And that subjects employers to claims regardless of the merit of the claim. So even if an employer just felt one way because they hadn't eaten breakfast or lunch when they got an ask. And so their immediate response was a hangry one of no. Um, That still, that action subjects that employer to a potential claim, regardless of the underlying discriminatory animus or lack thereof. Uh, Because if that employee is a member of a protected class, which a heads up for employers, almost everyone will fall into a protected class. And uh, you should just make sure that you're treating every single individual the same and with dignity and respect. Um, So if you are doing that and you're being consistent, you eliminate the possibility of dealing with employment claims of discrimination. That makes a whole lot of sense. Thank you. Um, So Paula, we know that none of us is perfect and sometimes breaches of attendance or these other policies occur. So what is an employer's best first step um, for balancing the tension between the need to enforce policies and recognizing that some instances of noncompliance are more excusable than others? Yeah. Okay. So great question, Talitha. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my documentation and my data point from the beginning of this episode is, 
you have to have a really solid understanding of what is going on, what your data points are, what the history has been like with this employee, because often your manager may not be making this decision on her own. She may be consulting HR um, on what the best step is, except, especially if you're making an exception to a notice provision or an absence policy. And so we like to talk about knowing the why. You've got to know the why, and that's multifaceted. So why was the employee tardy or absent or late? Um, I guess tardy, late, uh, or left early, an early departure. Um, why was it unforeseeable? Uh, was it truly unforeseeable? Uh, why were they unable to comply with the notice requirement? When did they ultimately provide notice? You know, if they found out about the plumbing leak at eight in the morning, and they told you at 11 before the plumber was coming at 1130, well, they knew at eight, they were going to have to leave. And so there's, there's a lot of factors that go into this, but ultimately that's what you're documenting is what are the whys of what happened? Why were they late? Why, why should this exception be made if it should be made? And then having that data not only creates the documentation that you're going to stick in that file in case you ever need to look back but it also helps you consult with others or make the most informed decision that you can. That is super useful. Thank you so much. Um, and, you know, just overall really good stuff today, Paula and Ellen. I was particularly struck by Paula's discussion about how and why we want to use documentation and data rather than relying on fallible memories. And Ellen's explanation about the importance of training and helping managers and supervisors understand what legal obligations might be triggered um, in association with employee communications about attendance, PTO, and absences. So thanks to everyone for listening to the Employment Roundtable. Please join us next time as we dig into the fourth and final part of the Where Is Everybody series and look at COVID-19 related absences in the workplace. Thanks, everyone. The Employment Roundtable podcast is produced by the Gable Gottwalls Law Firm. The Employment Roundtable is provided for educational and informational purposes only and does not contain legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. The information provided should not be taken as an indication of future legal results. Any information provided should not be acted upon without consulting legal counsel. 